2: find I'm not the man they think I am back home. (laughs)
3: I love it. I love it. Shatner in space. He's going next week. He will be a
1: rocket man. 90 years old. William Shatner looks great for 90 and uh, happy that he'll finally get to real space. I said earlier this morning,
3: um, he has always sang like Neil Diamond started to (laughs) sing in like the mid 2000s is, you know, he stopped singing and started just saying all of his songs. Right. Uh, and Shatner's always done that, which makes it a little more endearing when he does it. He's, yeah. he's got that voice. He's able to...
1: The video. Have you ever seen the video of him performing? And he's, no. He's smoking as he's uh, as he's talking, <laughs> Rocket Man. It's a great video. <laughs> I'll have to watch it. I'll have to see that. Beam and Beamer
3: here with you on a Tuesday morning on WBEN. Thanks for being with us. And, uh, yeah, uh, can't wait to hear from you today. 803 930 Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, and the phone lines are open. Uh, You know, it's been a a strange uh, 24 hours. I wanted to talk about this yesterday. I know you talked about this, Joe, a little bit later on. But, you know, there was so much with the strike going on. Wanted to keep people updated and, you know, just kind of get a a general feel of the room and of the area of where people were on this. But we did see this over the weekend. Um, Dr. Fauci, if you missed the clip from Dr. Fauci, it's... You know, you've probably have seen it. Well, actually, maybe you didn't yesterday on uh, social media, but (laughs) uh, you've probably seen it somewhere by now. He appeared over the weekend on the CBS News program, and this is the question and what he had to say.
2: Feel, as a physician, and as a scientist and a public health person, that I think it is not entirely correct to make this very strong gap and dichotomy.
1: we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell
2: you know Margaret it's just too soon to tell we've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time
3: all right so there there's the uh, comment and I was noticing more so than the comment itself because the comment itself I don't really pay too much attention to right right Uh, I mean and, and does anybody the comment itself is what's getting the headlines. You know, uh, what did you see everywhere? Fauci, too soon to tell if you can gather for the holidays safely with your uh, friends and family. Too soon to tell. I, I mean, we're packing the stadium. Too soon to tell if you can go. <laughs> coast to coast stadiums uh, are packed. Over uh, to grandma's for a little Thanksgiving uh, dinner. So I, everyone is talking about his answer to this and the response. And I'm thinking, hang on a second, because the real story here is not the answer. What would you expect to come out of Dr. Fauci's mouth at that point? Of course. You know, the same thing you've been hearing for, you know, for forever. And who would you expect to listen to uh, Dr. Fauci? Hardly anybody anymore, um, except for, you know, the same people who have listened to him for Forever. Right. right? I I mean, his words and the impact of them, I mean, they've been very diminished over the last year just because of how often he's out there and, you know, personal feelings on the guy. He's become a political figure way more so than a doctor. (laughs) What I took from that is the question. Why are we asking the question? other than to get the clicks. And I mean, to me, it's a tremendous disservice to ask the question in the first place. Can we gather for the holidays? Can we, are we being serious with the question? Because that to me, it tells me one of two things. One, that you're kind of living with your head in the sand, right? That you're not watching what's going on in TV, that you're not out and about and seeing you know everywhere right that for you know the most part and there are exceptions for the people are living their lives to an extent uh, people are, are gathering people are doing this and that i, I mean you can watch any football game on Sunday. it was ironic that it was on a sunday you know, you heard that, uh, can we gather for Christmas? And then like five minutes later right. on the same network, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, everyone out smoking meat before they're packing the stadium. Uh, but the, the question either tells you that you, you are oblivious to what most people are thinking or that you're asking a question knowing what the answer is that you're going to get And the only reason you're doing it is not because you're looking for some new piece of information, not because you're looking for some way to inform the public, but because you're looking for a headline, looking for clicks, looking for a soundbite that's going to put your show on every cable network and website. And bravo, you did it.
1: You did it. But and I agree with you. The question is ridiculous. I do believe that a lot of these anchors are some of the few that still listen to Dr. Fauci. See, I
3: don't know. You know what is? I mean, with the question, I just I've I would have a, a problem with the question. No matter who you asked it of, it doesn't have to be Dr. Fauci. It could be the president. It could be the former president. It could be me or you. It could be anybody. To ask that question. It's, I mean, you know, is it Caesar? You know, is it King Herod? I I mean, who are we asking the question of? You know, can I invite people into, will I be allowed to do that? I mean, that is your choice. You can do what you feel is right to ask the question of any one person as if they're an authority on your household. you know that is what you know. Yesterday was kicking in uh, the back of my mind for 24 hours.
1: And I don't disagree with you. Obviously, everything is about getting your clip on the internet. That's why there's a huge logo of the show in every clip you see um, of, of of Dr. Fauci saying that. But I also do believe that people watching that show, um, there as you said, there are exceptions. I know of a few people that, you know, hang on to every word Dr. Fauci says, and I really do believe the anchors of that show. I mean, look over on CNN where Alison Camerata was crying because she could take her mask off in May and now is telling people that they need to put their mask back on in October. I, I do think, yes, you're right. They want clicks. But I also think you are talk you are watching a show that is that they know their audience. Is a majority of those people that still listen to every word Dr. Fauci says See, and I, doesn't ask any questions.
3: I don't think so. I don't what? I don't know a single person who falls into that category. I know four. <laughs> really? Yeah. They didn't show up to my wedding.
1: <laughs> but I,
3: I I really don't I don't know a single person who would fall into that category of, you know, one no matter who the person is, one person, whatever they say on an issue, is going to dictate how I live my life over the next day, unless that is your personal doctor giving you a personal diagnosis of anything. I, I really don't know that person. I, I guess he
1: clarified it. Is that right? He did. Would you like to hear this? Sure. This is his reversal. Now, remember the clip we just heard. I think we should play the clip we just heard. It's only 15 seconds into the CNN clip. So this is the clip that we were just talking about clip. Sorry. But we can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell.
2: You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just okay. got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time.
1: OK, so remember that he, his answer to the very easy question was it's too soon to tell. Here's what he said to CNN yesterday afternoon.
2: You know, I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. I was asked. What could we predict for this winter, for like December and Christmas?
1: I was going to ask you.
2: Yeah, I mean, I say you hold off on that. I said, we don't know because we've seen slopes that went down and then came back up. The best way to assure that we'll be in good shape as we get into the winter would be to get more and more people vaccinated. That was misinterpreted as my saying we can't spend Christmas with our families, which was absolutely not the case.
3: Yeah. Okay. You know, again, again, it's the idea that, and this is where I think part of the disconnect in the world is, and this is why I wish that Facebook was out for six weeks instead of six hours. I agree with you. Because I think there is this idea. And Joe, you say you know people personally, so I'll, I'll take your word for it that this is actually happening. But I don't think it's anywhere near as big. I think this that there is this idea that we have, uh, you know, a large segment of the population, and, and I don't know if this is a, a personally held idea amongst people, or if this is just something that you know the news networks have that they are continuing to roll with. But this idea that a majority of people are are living their life, waiting on permission to do one thing or the other, or hanging on the word that comes from whatever the network is that day, or, I mean, even making a big deal of what anybody says about anything, I, I just think is totally misguided and wrong uh, on a on a personal level
1: I don't think it's a majority no I agree with you I don't think it's anywhere close to a majority I just I think those people are out there and not only the people I mentioned before yesterday I played these clips uh, when I was in for David and in one segment I had two people Sam and Tanawanda in Ann in Ontario call in and, and say that you know not listening to Dr Fauci is the wrong move and that the, the continued criticism is what's the detriment to the COVID-19 pandemic in the United States. So, I, I don't think it's a majority. I think you're right. I think 85% of people, they're on with their lives. You see them at football games on Saturday and Sundays, they're on with their lives. But I do think there's that audience that is still waiting for them. And there are these networks that are run by people who hang on to every uh, word Fauci says. Yeah, I- and that's why he's there. But it's also the The case that they want clicks, obviously is also a case because in twenty twenty one, that's how you get attention. Get your clip on Twitter.
3: I just I don't have a problem with the person. and I don't have a problem with any person who is if you're brought on a show and you're asked a question and you answer it, and that's what you believe. I think I have a problem with the question and with the attitude that we're gonna bring a person on a show and whatever they say, has tremendous impact in you the viewers lives uh you know no matter what that's I think that's why I have a problem with the question as it's posed you know to ask anybody you know can I do can I go to the bathroom today you know can I do something i you know to ask that question I, I think there should be some sort of moral right uh stop to it but then just the uh, the way that it's treated the way an answer is treated as if it's Kind of a, you know, this groundbreaking thing, this huge thing that has ramifications across our nation, when in reality, the amount of people who are paying attention to it
1: and who hear it and go, whatever, is the majority. See, I put a little blame on the person. Why, why not answer the question like he did when he was, you know, call, uh, called out on it? Why not say, you know what? I think you should do what you feel is right if you feel like getting together if you're vaccinated you should you know it, it, people need to make their own decisions knowing the risks
3: i don't blame I, I don't blame think, the uh, person because people are wrong i think it's an absurd answer time. It's
1: not. It know, might be, it's but that's not, his answer. It's not COVID 2020. It's 2021. We do know more about this. We have more people vaccinated. I, I, I really think the answer should have been that's a decision for you to make and your safety. And like you said, Brian, and maybe to consult your your personal doctor, not Dr. Fauci. Why doesn't he take the responsibility of saying, you know what? I'm not going to interject myself into the holidays. It's not the same as 2020. That is a decision for you, your family, and maybe consult your personal doctor.
3: I don't think I, I, I think it's just a person who wants to be on TV and, you know, he's, I just, don't doubt he's, that. he's answering the questions the way he feels they should be answered. And somehow, some way, um, I don't think this is a past year or two. This is a past decade or two. Somehow we have taken the responsibility off of a viewer to take whatever is being said by whoever – into context with their lives, with everything else that's going on in the world. And somehow we've, you know, we've treated everything that's said on a media platform as if this is, oh, somebody said this on Channel 4 in the morning. <laughs> and and now, I mean, that's everybody's going to do it because it was said on the news. You know, somewhere along the line, we lost the the idea that somebody can look at something and decide to uh, look into it further, decide to completely throw a comment away, decide to take it as fact and as Bible from that point forward. And that is up to the viewer or the reader and their personal discretion. And, Joe, I find the same thing happens not over in Washington, but over in Orchard Park. And we saw it again yesterday. (laughs) And what did we see? Cole Beasley again on on Twitter. Who I thought he was, he might have been smart at the if he stuck to his word at the beginning of the year, where he said I'm you know no tweeting, no talking about any of these topics during the season. Now he was complaining about being booed uh, by the home stands. Now, depending on who you look at it, you know, uh, I don't have the tweet right in front of me, but he's complaining that he was booed by the home crowd.
1: Only place I get booed is at our home stadium. Then some of the the same people want me to take pictures and sign autographs. I thought Bills fans were the best in the world. Where'd they go? If the vaccine works, then why do you vax people need to be protected from unvaxed?
3: Now, I doubt it's the same people, by the way, who's booing you and asking for an autograph. Well, actually, I don't doubt it, but um, it's probably not the case. Uh, most people are pointing out that n- uh, no one hears booze in the crowd. You hear bees for Beasley, which...
1: There's someone in our newsroom that tried to convince me of that.
3: I um, I just, I don't do either. I go, ah! <laughs> I, you know, that's my reaction generally if he catches a first down pass. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, from what I heard, and I think uh, John Feliciano weighed in on this, that apparently there were some people in one of the front couple of rows behind the benches, uh, giving something to him uh, and yelling at him. And, you know, I would think that Cole Beasley would kind of realize that that's a paying uh, person who walked into the stadium. Hey, that's his right to express himself there, just like you're doing every uh, week on Twitter. But the real issue with this, once again, right, is what weight do you put on this? Because if you walked into the Bills locker room, and I have no way of knowing this because I'm not doing that, and I don't have a contact in there who's telling me, but my gut feeling is if you walked into the Bills locker room, they're not talking about this. No. At least on a player. Maybe a coach does. Maybe, you know, somebody pulls on the side and says, hey, you know, what are you doing? Come on. You're going 40 to nothing. You know, let's let's go. But, you know, I heard some people over the past couple of days say, oh, you know, a big Bills win. It's a huge week. And all anybody is talking about now is the Cole Beasley tweet. And my response would be, well, whose fault is that? Right. Nobody is forcing you to talk about a Cole Beasley tweet. You could do what I do to a Cole Beasley tweet. And that's see it on your feed and scroll right past it because, generally speaking, unless he's saying I'm retiring from football, I don't care. And it doesn't really have that much of an impact. And it depends on who you are, the weight that you put on there. We've seen, and listen, I'm not going to blame the media for, I I will blame only one thing. I'm not going to blame the media for making this a story because if your job is to write about the Buffalo Bills every day, (laughs) this is a story going on within the Buffalo Bills. It is a story. It's something that was put out publicly, and you're going to have reaction to it. I would say the only way that I would be blaming them is if you start saying, well, this is all anybody is talking about. Well, if it's all you're talking about, then sure – it's not really what anybody is talking about in you know my circle. Of no. you know most people are talking about the game and Chiefs, the upcoming Chiefs, game. Chiefs, right? Uh, so I this is just two examples. Whether it's Fauci on Sunday morning, whether it's Cole Beasley on Twitter on Monday afternoon, people are going to say things, and it's what you do with the comment that I guess dictates if the comment is something worth uh, having a reaction to or not. You can dismiss anything that you want. Not everything is worthy of being blown up
1: into something humongous. Right. I want to go. You said about Fauci and the people watching it. Um, just because I, I say that I think Fauci should have given the answer of it's a personal decision doesn't mean I don't also think people that are listening to that and hanging on to every word. Uh, uh, Brian, I agree with you. Most people are just throwing the comment away. I'm just saying added add to that. I think Fauci should have just said, you know, it's your decision. Uh, his answer is, is, is also uh, upsetting. W- with Cole Beasley. But
3: that would be your answer to that point. That would be If you were on that show and they asked you the same question. Well, they'd really be digging. Be, yeah, but, <laughs> but that would be your answer. Right. And, and Fauci give what his answer would be. And if he had another doctor on, they might give another answer. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's your job as a viewer to not get angry. at. And you can be angry at the question. I sound a little angry at the question and just the notion that you'd ask anybody that. Yes. But it, it's your job to realize this is not supposed to be. Maybe it's acting like it, but it's not supposed to be, and it isn't currently, somebody telling you exactly what to do and exactly what to think. It is simply a piece of information and somebody answering a question, and you can choose. You can choose at the end of the day to listen to it, to take it to heart, to take it in with a bunch of other information, or simply ignore it. And you, at
1: the still have that power to make that decision, right? I'm just angry at everyone. Is that? Can we look (laughs) at the uh, the situation? And and, and with Cole Beasley, you know, I mean, I I got upset with fans booing him, but you know, he isn't the only unvaccinated Bills player. There's a reason the focus is on him. And like Brian said, he's the one that puts the tweets out there. Of course, the media that is to cover the Bills are are who's talking about it. But like Brian said, when the mics are off, we've been the last two days we've been talking about Bills Chiefs. We're, We're not talking about. The stuff off the field. I I care about the game Sunday night, and I think that's where most people, most Bills fans are talking about.
3: You can weigh in 8030930 if you want to uh, with BMAS and Beamer. We'll be right back after the news on WBEN.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. It's BMAS and Beamer.
2: Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN.
3: Welcome back to BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. Um, you know, everything we're talking about over the last half hour when it comes to, you know, who you listen to. Who, how it's basically comes down to a question of how you consume media. I mean, yes. a little bit of it is criticism of media for you know, putting for <laughs> I mean, just when you get to a point when you are going to ask any person something that you personally can or can't do, you know, that's a, how you're not thinking before the question, like, am I really asking somebody, you know, <laughs> what I can do for what, whether it's Christmas. Or the weekend, or right. anything. It, you know, at some point, you got to raise, you know, head scratch right there of yourself. Like, you know, wh- wh- where are we going right here? But I think it's in general, you know, a kind of a criticism of the way we consume things to where, you know, I don't know if it's so much on a personal basis or if it's a media driven thing, or maybe it's just amplified by social media to where, you know, we seem to put so much weight on something that you know would have just been another piece of information that floats out into the universe that you can take or leave or do anything you want with because at the end of the day you have personal responsibility, right on your own actions, your own brain, your thoughts, your uh, consumption. Well, you should. You should. It's uh, a good point, Joe. But you know, I'm, I'm wondering if people maybe realized that a little bit yesterday. With Facebook down, Instagram down, what else was down? WhatsApp,
1: which I didn't know people were still using.
3: WhatsApp was down. What do people use instead? Text messages. Yeah, but that's for, I mean, you could use like the what's, the idea is you use it on like an iPod or a computer or something like that. You can WhatsApp from phone to phone, you know, don't need to pay for the text
1: messaging. Yeah, I just text from my phone. Yeah, I know.
3: Most people do. But, you know, with all these things down, I wonder if anyone came to a realization of that, of, you know, how many times did you look down into your phone? How many times did you click that tab on the computer to, you know, take a look? Oh, you know, what's so-and-so saying about whatever? Uh, You know, what am I supposed to be thinking Right now, I you know I hate to put it that way, but subconsciously, it's kind of the question. You know, what am I supposed to be thinking about right now? What am I supposed to be angry or happy about right now? Whose baby is dressed up like a pumpkin right now? <laughs> uh, you know, something like that. How often did you find yourself looking for it, and did you ever come to the realization throughout the course of the day that, hey, all this stuff is crap. Crap. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Let's let's get on with living.
1: You know what I noticed, uh, Brian, and uh, you're right. I mean, Facebook, you, what, are you, what are you looking for? You're looking for what someone had for lunch. Oh, they got to go out for lunch. That's nice. Um, I noticed that Twitter is the better of all of them because when I'm in here, I always I think have... they're all bad. Well, yeah, but <laughs> when I'm in here, I always have Twitter open, right? Do you know the only reason I knew Facebook was down was because it was in our newscast during David's show yesterday? I didn't try to go to Facebook, Instagram. I don't have a WhatsApp once, uh, but I did go to Twitter and... To, to play off what, you, what you're what you talking about, um, we do depend way too much on what certain people are tweeting, what certain people are posting, uh, like you said, looking for what did so-and-so say about this, what is so-and-so commenting on, um, what is the reaction to this, and when it wasn't there on Facebook, wasn't there on Instagram, you notice people were going to find it on Twitter, and, and my question, Brian, to kind of feed off what you said, is do we have now a lack of making our own opinion? And are we looking too much into what someone else says to justify our natural, original opinion?
3: Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, You know, that that kind of circles around to the who we listen to, you know, what you take to heart, what you just throw out. Um, And that might vary person to person. But, you know, I wonder what the average person, when they're scrolling through that Facebook feed, you know, what they're throwing out, you know, what they scroll right past and what they take in. And, you know, what... Is it used, have you found, as a tool to not connect with people, as it, I think, is still kind of advertised as, but are you, did you find yesterday without it that you're using it as a crutch of what to think about, you know, in, in a way? Right. Is that becoming part of the problem, you know, not so much the voices that get amplified, but... That you yourself are are using social media as a barometer to figure out what's important when maybe if you took a step back, which you may have had an opportunity to yesterday, you realize that, oh, wait a second. In, In the real world outside of the phone, it's a little bit different. The conversation goes a little bit different. Yes.
1: What people are talking about is a little bit different. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think we should have gone six weeks without Facebook. I think we would have, uh, I think we would have been a little nicer to each other if it wasn't for Facebook. I noticed that as well because you, you said, um, do you use Facebook as a crutch of what your opinion is? I think a lot of people use Facebook instead of connecting with each other. Hmm. Who am I going to argue with today in their comment section? Mm-hmm. Right? You see a lot of that and for for 6 hours you couldn't argue with someone c- because you're not going to text that to someone, right? You're not going to text, "Hey, you know, whatever you would have been arguing about in the comments." That's a Facebook only thing and for 6 hours you weren't able to you weren't able to argue, you weren't able to get upset with someone's post. You know, you had to actually find something else to do, find something else to consume your time. It was actually very relaxing. And like you said, I, I would have loved to seen it out for six weeks. Oh, that's the dream, right? Yeah. You know, don't look
3: by the way, don't uh, b- bring up bury this tape, Lucas, uh, for the time that Facebook does go out for six weeks, just so we're not. You
1: no, know, put it in our promo. we
3: attention. We're <laughs> <laughs> bringing attention to ourselves. Like, hmm, how did this happen? Well, well these two guys, I mean, we're just talking about it.
1: No offense, Brian, I'll speak for myself. Um, there is no way I'd ever be able to crash a website. Yeah, <laughs>
3: you don't so, have the technical know-how? No. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about all the different ways that I see people use social media. When, uh, and you can still use it for constructive ways. Obviously, you know, the one person uh, or the one group of people who were really hurt by yesterday are all the people who are running their business off yep. of social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, whatever it is, the website. I mean, that is driving a lot of business in 2021 um, and, and, you know, a lot of smaller entrepreneurs. So they're probably taking a hit. A little bit in not having that. Especially
1: your influencers. They get paid per post. There you go.
3: Aside from that, you know, what was it? What happened that was a little bit different? And I wonder about, you mentioned the arguing back and forth. I think more about the people who use Facebook as a place to vent out frustrations and kind of create long posts. I don't, um, you know, you see this from time to time. Uh, there's there's a different there's a couple of different types of Facebook posters, right? You have the people who are just, you know, just pictures of like, hey, had a fun night out, you know, you know, every good time, just sharing it out there. Like, wow, you know, love to see how, I, I'm sure if I log down right now, there's got to be someone I know who was uh, seeing the Rolling Stones in Pittsburgh last night, right? right? Not that far of a drive. You know, love to see the Rolling Stones. Um, you know, great night, pictures of kids, like, oh, I had fun at the Pumpkin Patch or something like that. Um,
1: Kickoffs of football games.
3: Yeah, you have um, people who, I think I would fall into this category. If yeah, the Bills tailgate—that's the huge one, right? Yep. On, a, on a Sunday or Monday, I'm guessing. I would probably fall into the category of there's people who just kind of post like short, little. You could tell there, there's not a lot of effort put behind it, but it's just you know something that's funny. They you know, memes little pictures, something they come across that they're just, you know, ha post it and do something like that, right? <laughs> but And that can't take too much time. Right. But then there's the other poster right. who is long post. Maybe they are sharing something and their long opinions around. And I feel weird talking about this as somebody who is talking on the air right now for an hour, right. telling you what I think of things, right? <laughs> but just the, the people who are on there giving a long... Um, You know, something that if you uh, assigned as a college essay would have taken you weeks to craft, right? I mean, this is taking a significant portion of your day to create this long thing that you are going to put out there and let the world know how you think and how things should be done. And those are the people I wonder about when
1: Facebook goes down for six hours of what do you do with that energy? That's what I mean. You're not texting someone that. You're not going to find someone that, that you're disagreeing with and texting him, this is what I would have posted to get your, uh, to get your attention. I have to say this, Brian. You, are, you use Facebook very well because you organize events through Facebook. It's the only reason I have it. No one else does that as well as you do. That's the only reason I have it is it's
3: got that great events tab. and yeah. anytime, anytime I'm having a get-together where food is involved, I like to use it. It's a useful tool. You can get everyone gathered on once. You know, it's a bunch of people who might not have each other's phone numbers. Here you can all go inside this one little page for the event. This is what's on the menu. Who's bringing what? Uh, this is what to expect, what time to get there. And uh, it's great. boom, it, it works out perfectly. If they didn't have – if they did away with that, you know, events uh, thing on you Facebook – do away with Facebook? I'd probably do away with Facebook yeah. tomorrow just knowing that – and here's the problem, Joe, how I know about all these different posters. And when you're on there to check up on your events or to respond to someone else's, you – inevitably gets sucked into oh, yeah. the, you know, scrolling through the, you know, oh, what's this person doing? I don't care. What's this person? I don't care. What's this person? <laughs> and uh, so on and so forth. But it, there is that, I mean, it's, they make it this way. It's that, like, uh, addiction to uh, scrolling through even if it's, you know, something you don't care about, just to kind of see, like, oh, what's this person up to? Like, oh, man, how I could have known in high school, I, I knew this person would grow up to be a Facebook <laughs> monster poster and just uh, sending out their opinion to the world um, through Facebook.
1: I have to say, I'm proud of myself. I haven't posted anything on Facebook in over a week. You've changed. Yeah. You were you <laughs> yeah. were a uh, – po- I would know that you were a poster. I found that out when
3: we first started hanging out together because anywhere we went, I would get a notification that on I Facebook in. that you <laughs> said wherever we were, Thankfully, I wasn't being stalked at the time. <laughs> you checked in wherever we were. There was pictures. You had all that going. I never see that from you anymore. No. You were I
1: think you were a poster. You you might have been a lengthy poster. I, Are you a lengthy poster? I was a lengthy. When you were originally saying that, I was like, is he talking about me? <laughs> and you would have been, but i don't, I don't think I've posted. Why but, did you change? What happened? I just don't. You met a girl? Maybe that was it. Is that, that it? That could be it even though the last lengthy post was about uh, all the thank you a lot of people um i don't know what it is i just i don't get the satisfaction by posting like i used to like like you said i'd have some some pent up energy or some anger mm-hmm. and i would just post about it now it's like if i care enough i'll just tell someone how i feel like <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't have the time. I don't have the energy to to every day, everywhere I go, post. I'm here. Take pictures. Eh. You know, well, I do it for tech games. I still do. I still take a picture every tech game and post. Here we go. I do it for the Bills. I'll do it for saber games. But yeah. But when you look back to the long post, to the lengthy, yep. you know, uh, what
3: what did you get out of it? You know, what was the end result? You know, did anything, either positive or negative? happen no. because of that?
1: I think I I'll I'll tell you exactly. I'll be I'll be brutally honest. I think I was hoping someone would comment something that I could then, you know, respond to and go back and forth, and most of the time people just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, can't imagine. <laughs> Um, no, that's, I, I always wonder
3: what is going through the head after you have, and usually you do get that. I feel is that, am I wrong on that, that, you know, that what you were looking for, that somebody's going to respond Yeah, and I'm going to get in a little bit of an argument here. Exactly. I, I think that has to be what people are normally looking for in that Facebook back and forth. And and I think what it boils down to is it's somebody looking for a conversation. Yeah. You, You don't do this. When, and you notice this in your daily – even though I wouldn't describe myself as a heavy Facebook user, um, I was definitely a heavy Twitter user. Yes. And what do you find when uh, – you know, what what would a lot of uh, of it be? I work a weird hours. You'd go home. You'd kind of be bored. It'd be <laughs> one of the things. You know, everyone else is working uh, like a normal shift, and I'm out early. And you go – you know, my wife would be home, you know, when she got home working a normal shift – And you'd be on there. You'd be going back and forth on Twitter or something like that with a whole lot of people. And what do you find? Well, now that, you know, I have a son who is with me for more time, you know, I'm I'm talking to a person. Right. So I don't need to go online and, you know, try to see if anyone will respond to whatever it is that I have to say, whether it's something inflammatory or just kind of silly you you got a person right there right. who you can you know go back and forth with or do something else like that. And I think the more relationships you have with actual people, the <laughs> probably the less likely you are to become one of the uh, serial posters, the novelists
1: on Facebook. I, I completely agree. Now, I have to say, I am still more active on Twitter than I am on Facebook, but nothing like the posts I used to. I mean, now, if you see I'm posting about the uh, – The runner on second base being done and the Mets getting rid of their manager. So, you know, the not so serious stuff is what (laughs) takes up my social media time.
3: But, you know, what's funny is we started the show talking about Dr. Fauci and talking about Cole Beasley and the comments that they made is, you know, with more and more people going to whether it's Facebook or Instagram as that. Uh, you know, uh, number one thing of, you know, what are what are people doing today? What, what are people talking about? What's in the news? You know, what am I supposed to be caring about? You know, what, it, wh- what are the topics people might bring up, you know, when I see them at work or something like that? That it, it is kind of funny to think, because it is Facebook, because it is social media so often, that your voice to somebody out there, Who's on your friends list, who follows you, who might like your posts, who uh, Facebook decided they, you know, they get to see you, you know, <laughs> just as much as anybody else, that you are a voice just as amplified as Dr. Fauci, just as amplified as Cole Beasley. I mean, it doesn't mean if you can work for the federal government, you can be a Buffalo Bills player, you could be. Joe or Brian, you know, right there in the middle of – to somebody, maybe to a lot of people, depending on how active you are and, you know, how many followers or friends or or whatever, to somebody, your voice is right alongside theirs. Yeah. So to look at a Fauci, a Beasley, a somebody like this and, you know, all of a sudden say that, wow, their comments are carrying so much weight – They are what we have to pay attention to. I I don't know if that's actually the case. No. And just like Brian or Joe, you can scroll right past Fauci or Beasley or whoever it might be, no matter what their status is, right? And it is kind of amazing to think at that level that while we still are kind of trapped in this old-school way of thinking that these are the voices that are amplified, that these are the ones that matter, that to a lot of people— That might not be the case and those voices are right aside yours and whatever their reaction is to Joe or Brian or you at home, they might have the same reaction to Fauci or somebody else that they're told, you know, back uh, 10 years ago, this was the person who you should care what their opinion is.
1: Exactly. You you know, uh, if Dr. Fauci is not going to tell you, I'll tell you. You have the power to scroll right by it, you know, um, and, and like Brian said, it's... It's not as big a story if you don't make it the big story. The Cole Beasley tweets are not the big story if you don't make it the big story. And again, Cole Beasley's not the only unvaccinated player on the Bills. There's a reason people talk about Cole Beasley, and it's because he and Mark Cuban decided to go back and forth yesterday for about, you know, three hours. Again, something more people saw because Facebook was down. Yeah. Cuban was in there. Yeah. He was there? They oh, they were tweeting forth? back and forth. Yeah. Did he pitch him any products? He didn't pitch him any products. He he was just... Mark Cuban was taking the opposite side of Cole Beasley. Okay. Mr. Wonderful, was he in? Mr. Wonderful did not get on. I didn't see any of the other members, but uh, I did know Mark Cuban and Cole Beasley. And again, I don't disagree with a lot of what Cole Beasley says when it comes to personal choice, but there's a reason people are talking about him and not the other unvaccinated bills, and it's because he's drawing attention to it.
3: I think, um, you know, when it comes to him... There's two things I, I care about in the last week. The hair's gone. You know, it's a little weird look. And, you know, two targets. You not good for your fantasy team. I mean, yeah, not good for the fantasy team. Not good. You know, I like to see the ball spread around a little bit more. If I'm going to be picky after a 40-0 win, <laughs> just <laughs> something to keeping in mind for next week. Let's hope
1: he and everyone has a great game on Sunday. Yeah.
3: Uh, thanks for being with us, Bemaz and Beamer, here on WBEM. We'll see you tomorrow.